Well, Danny, we sold out, but we came back uh, because we forgot that before uh, we got to a, a averagely successful podcast for someone else, we had John. A, yeah. John, we are so back. I think it's important to note that, like, we're here. <laughs> we're here. It's time for the. It's time for the old catchphrases. It's time for the old. Uh, it's the old razzle dazzle. It's been a fucking while, but. <laughs> I, we, we don't have a producer. We don't have an editor. Nope. I have to hit my own buttons and look, I'm going to do it right first time. It's motherfucking mob rules. We can swear, we can swear, we can say naughty words. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all about it. Uh, yeah, no, let me just turn that music back up here as I prove why we need an editor and a producer. Um, True. Welcome to Mob Rules. My name is John. Uh, I'm joined, as always, of course, by... Danny. Oh, dude, and you did it as well. I'm so happy. Like, you did the proper <laughs> Danny introduction. I was worried for a second. It has been a long-ass time since we've been here. If you are a first-time listener to the show, um, for one, why? Uh, for two, uh, also why? Yeah. Um, but about, oh, heck, about a couple months ago now, uh, Danny and I were tapped by, by Papa Val of the, the Frontline Gaming Network to host their Tuesday night show, Grim After Dark, which we That's have true. been doing weekly for the past six weeks. Uh, I think it's six. Is it five? I think it's... Bruh. Bruh, it's so many. It's been it's been many 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 a week. Let's mm. let's say it's been way more than that. I feel like it's been eight weeks. It, it's been many a week of creating yeah. uh, weekly content here. So sadly, <laughs> our our mob rules duties <laughs> duties. It's good. It's have fallen slack. to the wayside. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> That's then I was a like, joke, folks, damn it. So like, okay, we had a multitude of factors. So one, Grim After Dark took up a whole like shit ton of our time. Two. Danny decided to, he wanted to be Ali McBeal and then drove halfway across the country uh, to, to start law school. Um, I've lost so much weight since I've been here. It's like pencil skirt, like the whole thing. Oh, it was just amazing. like a whole ca uh, cavalcade. We went to, we went to charity hammer, which I'm sure we we'll did. talk about later on. And some of the behind the oh, scenes yeah. stuff, um, like so much has gone on, but like, we're like we have to record, GW was kind enough to send us review copies of Thousand Suns and Grey Knights. However, we didn't receive them until after the books had actually been and released. Kill and Kill Team. Um, so we haven't even got to those, which we'll go into maybe a little bit later. They're all amazing. I have spent mm -hmm. a stupid amount of money on a brand new Grey Knights army, which we'll probably go into later yeah. on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting a thousand. Sun. I mean, I'm going to like complete a thousand sons army. That's my goal. I'm, I'm hyped for that. I think generally your goal with most things is to complete an army. <laughs> I don't well, I already sold a thousand sons army. Like, I don't know, like maybe two years ago and uh, like having one back again would be fine. Just I, fine. I don't think you're allowed to say anymore that you're starting an army because I think <laughs> the assumption is that you already have it. Can I say restart? Does that work? We'll go with that. It's a soft reboot of your Thousand Sons Army. <laughs> Talking of, oh, and just by the way, for, for, for listeners here, like I have zero format. I haven't like just sat in and bullshitted with Danny for, for a while. So this is going to be essentially what this is here. Um, man or Grey Knight yeah. spindly as fuck. 
Holy cow. <laughs> They're real little too. I, I, do you mean like the halberds and stuff like break yeah. pretty easy? Yeah, I've assembled a bunch of interceptors. And not only the oh, interceptors, yeah. um, because I want to be like a little special person, I want them all to have either halberds or as, as uh, Taylor told us, the the, the staff, uh, the staff of five up invuln CPs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all have long poles, but they're backpacks. Also, for reasons, just have four little sticks, like, poking out of them. They do. That are extremely fragile. They're, they are. I've already, like, broken two. Luckily, I can't, like, so one of the lots I got came with a bunch of sprues um, from that strike squad kit. So there was a bunch oh, of interceptor backpacks. So I've replaced, like, nine interceptor backpacks. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty prone to breaking. I know that I've broken the shit out of some as well. So it's okay for you, man. I only have uh, 30 now. So, you know, uh, that's his tradition. <laughs> you like, have 30 interceptors? I have 30 <laughs> interceptors. Um, wow. So, like, the list I'm building too is kind of going around from talking to some people who actually play Grey Knights and mm-hmm. um, is really like uh, a grandmaster and a baby carrier. Because as much as I gave that model shit before, after I built one, God, it's amazing. I love it so much. Like not even sar- cool. yeah. not even sarcastically. I love that model. It's it's great. Um, and then the the chaplain and Terminator armor, which I had to order off of eBay, which, you know, thank you, GW, for not having a Terminator Chaplain available at all. Did did you uh which one did you get? The one with the combi belta? Uh no, I got the one with the the all of the um the the ribbons and, and skulls on the front of them. That was the yeah. There's stork. like two that are there are two that are like that. Oh, there's one that's holding the storm bolter out straight on the side of him. It's that guy. And then there's oh nice. Yeah. Was he expensive? Did you get a good deal? Uh, I got a f- like I feel like that model uh, was expensive. Forty five. Well, that's not bad. It's not, not terrible. Bad. Um, yeah. it ranged from like thirty to eighty. So like I, I picked kind of a good mid mid range of ones, and we hope. So one of those guys, Caldor Drago, because the model looks so derpy. Yeah. That is the only, I mean, his rules are great, but that model looks bizarrely just, it's the face. So, yeah, so what? So he comes with a helmet instead, if you want, um, and I recommend that. And the other thing I did to make him look a little bit less stupid was I pointed the head looking the other direction, so he's looking like from behind his shield, he looks like a little bit more defensive. He's not hiding a from a post. blast. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, he is hiding. I mean, my guy's absolutely hiding, but like... He's not derpily pointing with the Titan sword like, hey, go over here. Let's get some warp dust, you know, like, <laughs> so as you would expect. The the yeah. one I got, because I got a second hand, didn't come with the helmeted head, okay. so I'm probably just going to oh. grab, uh, I'll probably just grab a standard head from the Terminator. There you screw. go. Uh, yeah, grab a Paladin head. I mean, you yeah. got tons extra. So many Terminators. It's just like, uh, yeah, so many there. Um, then just three units of five strikes with halberds. Each one has okay. a uh, staff because Taylor was very... Everyone, every five people must have a staff or die. Um, I think it's a good rule. So, I mean, it's pretty good. I, I don't want to die. So, it's, it's pretty fair. Uh, so, three units of those. And then three units of ten interceptors uh, with eight halberds and two staves. Or staves, nice. I guess. Uh, and then two uh, Nemesis Dread Knights. Uh, nice. Psy okay. Cannon and uh, Silencer. Uh, and then one of them has a sword. Not both, because no one has points for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got 15 Ain't nobody points got Oh, and two rhinos. Oh, no, one rhino, sorry. One rhino, because I wanted the chaplain. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm getting that built up. I think that's going to be like your great starting point for me. This cool. Saturday coming, um, and both of us had tournaments last week, but this Saturday coming, I have a tournament yeah. at Tier 1 Cards and Games. 
Uh, this is, I think, going to be my last hooray for a while for Death Guard. Uh, so uh, just really trying to get those Grey Knights up and get them prepped. It's been about three years, I think, that I've been like mono Death Guard. Um, it, it feels like three years, John. It's <laughs> I think it's just been ninth edition. <laughs> I said, oh, yo, it was. But no, because I started with psychic uh, about two months before the psychic awakening oh yeah that's right you did start in eighth for with yeah. psychic awakening yeah so yeah. i started about two months before psychic awakening with death guard because war of the spider was the second to last right. book. That right out. yeah so it, it's just it's been a long time um and really like the list i've been playing which we'll talk about later is, is really kind of burned me out on death guard right now where i just, like, I just want a small army um yeah, it's a little true. kind of thing uh, so yeah, well, especially been, the Death Guard you've been playing is like super oh, model intensive, oh right? God, like it's it got is. so many boxwalkers. It's and it's people have been saying it's a really brainless list, but it's really not. Like no, like, I I have to think so goddamn hard every game. And model to, placement is so important. And if you fuck up some stuff, like you can get trapped, and like there's a bunch of things you don't like, want. Like to I happen. did in my first game against Thousand Sons of the tournament. But oh, aside no. from that, uh, Danny, what what have you been up to? I've been rambling on for what feels like nine minutes and fifteen seconds. Holy fuck, John! It's been a whole ten minutes of ramble, and like, I'll tell you what, uh, I have been working on AdMech. And I was working on AdMech for a team tournament that I was going to, that we, that John and I were going to do. We were um, very we're excited about Las it. Vegas team tournament, but with Delta, with Delta hitting so hard and like, like for me, so just as some background, like I just started law school, right. And, uh, uh, which has been super time intensive. And, um, one thing that happened to me is I think I got really bad food poisoning, the Sunday night before my first class. <laughs> so it literally felt like my stomach, like I had ingested battery acid and all the things that come with that. I don't so need to describe a that. Little, a little pre-law school Taco <laughs> Bell to calm the nerves. I think it was actually the goat curry that I got, like, oh, which was God, a mistake. Where, where would you get goat curry? <laughs> I'm an adventurous man, John. You uh, are. Anyway. You are. So, uh, but not that adventurous ever again. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> all anyway. of my curries will come from animals that I'm aware of. Yeah, all of my curries will not come from the place that I ordered from that. Anyway, so I, uh, <laughs> so I was sick, but like some of my symptoms were pretty. Like I had a fever, and I had uh, some other uh, like uh, achiness and that kind of stuff. And those are all symptoms of COVID. So I actually had to miss the first two days of class to, and to wait to get a rapid COVID test, to which I had to drive. 45 minutes each way to like to go to a place where I could get a rapid COVID test. Oh, well, the place um, you are in the country right now is pretty backwaters. They don't believe in COVID. So you have to drive <laughs> to a uh, county yeah, where it has. Luckily here at the school, they take it pretty seriously, which is good. And like they tell you, you know, don't come to class mm -hmm. um, if you're if you're sick. So I had to miss the first two days. And like for me to take the risk of being positive and then having to go through this again, is like and maybe even have to do 14 days of quarantine is like way too much extra work for me to have to worry about for school like i'm not personally frightened for myself necessarily um because i'm fully vaccinated i'll get a booster shot as soon as i'm able to hell yeah um, like all all of that like I, i'm ready to go but the inconvenience of that is not worth it to me um plus you know i mean obviously there's the side societal benefits too of like not not getting somebody who's vulnerable infected and them dying like that's that that's kind of sucky also not like spraying it on the airplane and stuff like that so kind of the team decision was fairly unanimous to where people are like well 
it's not really worth it for us. So we all kind of decided to drop the event. Yeah. Um, which is too bad. We were, we've been put like, I've spent a lot of money building this ad list, like working hard, making sure we get it out and, uh, and like getting it painted. Like I've worked very hard to even get three colors on it. Um, and building everything. Cause I built like a hundred, like about a hundred Skatari. I've built, uh, like all these chicken walkers, like all of these Sakarans. Like I've really, I've really built like a huge list. Um, so that's kind of what I've been working on as, as far as hobby stuff goes, but, uh, I'm getting kind of tired of playing it right now. So I'm thinking I might try something different. Um, we'll see. I'm still waiting for some of my stuff to get down here. It'll definitely be nice to kind of switch things up and maybe play yeah. an army. That's a, uh, a little bit, a little bit less model intensive. Well, what are you going to do now that intensive. you're now that you're in a, a a part of the country where you don't just have store credit to go out and buy new armies from your tournament <laughs> wins? Well, we can talk about tournament wins uh, when we talk about our oh, tournaments from this last weekend. Dang! But, uh, uh, but well, not for me. Oh, but not for we can me either. Well, we'll talk about it. What? What? What if? But like the price the support was out. good. I'll tell you that. Oh um, hell yeah! Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've been working on on them. I've also got my Dark Angels, so I might play Dark Angels for a bit here. Like mm-hmm. it's not nearly as good, and it's a small model count army, and I kind of like tough armies that are uh, like really awful to get rid of. <laughs> That's kind of my jam. So uh, I think I'd probably like playing that a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, right now I'm too busy with other stuff to do a ton of modeling and painting and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm probably going to put that on the back burner a little bit. Um, but I'd like to get back to it pretty soon because it is kind of one of my one of my modes of like stress relief. I don't know about you, John. Do you feel that way about like doing modeling and painting and that I kind do. of stuff? Does that I do. I do calm you down um uh, up until very very recently i've had a very high stress job when i would come home i would just sit yeah. and build something um yeah, same. <laughs> and like it doesn't matter like do if i built like a dread knight and i'm like i put the wrong guns I'm like i don't care i just built something so it super helps and, and like you um i was prepping for that team tournament made made a similar choice not to go um which was a little bit i think we had two teams from like the same social group uh, right. and, and by the end of it, we were down to four players. So that would have been like a random fifth. Uh, and for me, right. part of the fun of it is going in and hanging out with people, you know, and absolutely uh, and kind of that social part of it here. And yeah, well, it'd be great, you know, to see, uh, I'm sure Val's going to be there for, for the Ocho covering the event and kind of other people. Right. Um, like it, it lost a lot of its luster then. Uh, and then also, yeah, just kind of life changes that are happening here. I'm like, you know, We'll just take this experience. We're going to put it on hold and put it all towards LVO, which I'm right. sure will, will be, will be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've, we'll talk about the lists. We're going to take a break because I can call that now. We do that Hell now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Break time. <laughs> um, but like I, I've, I built and prepped and painted this entire list in the past couple of months and it's broken my back from death guard. <laughs> but I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, we are going to jump to an advert. We'll come right on back to, to talk about our tournament experiences in the last weekend. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, 
The results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Well, I'm up there. Upper 50th percentile, that's for sure. Uh, Danny, now that we're dividing and conquering... Uh, last yeah. weekend, we had a couple tournaments in a couple different states. I was at MJ's Cards and Comics out in the Matanuska Valley up here in Alaska uh, for their RTT. And then, Danny, where, whereabouts were you in the, the beautiful Real America? So I went to the Gamers Haven RTT. Gamers Haven is a store in Spokane, Washington, uh, run by the, by the famous Bob Kelly, um, who is one hell of a guy. What a great event. Um, uh super nice terrain like everything was everything was beautifully painted um a really nice store like well laid out plenty of room um and it wasn't hot which was also great um it was also close to some great restaurants um and that kind of stuff so i was able to kind of walk to uh like actually some really good like there was some really good restaurants just down the way from there so and he has an attached restaurant um but it was like restaurant day in spokane or something like that so like he was saying that they had reservations pretty much, so it was pretty, uh, pretty unlikely for any of us to be able to eat there, but Man. they have like a Cajun restaurant. Imagine throwing an RTT so. at your restaurant game store then telling all of the players, <laughs> do you have a reservation? <laughs> I'm at your RTT. <laughs> That's a separate reservation. That's a separate reservation pool. So, Quality. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so John, what did you... So you took this Poxwalker list, right? That's what you took. Oh my god, uh, yeah, I took this Poxwalker list. Let me just (laughs) get in the right mind space. So, (laughs) I needed to get reps in. This was back uh, when when Danny and I were both going to a team tournament on separate teams to divide the quality. Um, Right, we we couldn't put all of Alaska's best players all on one team. That that was too much. That that was too much for people. Too much concentrated power in one place. um, I, of course, had the death card portion, and we decided, and this was before we knew that they weren't going to be doing differential scoring, uh, that I was going to do the skew list to be thrown at people uh, to be a giant pain in the ass, which I'm all for. So the list is uh, Terminus Ast, uh, so uh, from... Uh, Book of Rust. Uh, so it starts with two malignant playcasters. Uh, one has a shamble rot and a lung rot, and he's kind of my non warlord caster. Then sure. the other malignant playcaster has um, the the entropy power, where you know you roll a dice, you add your toughness. If you beat it, they take three mortal wounds. Um, if you beat it by double, you know, like th- that one there. Yeah. And then he also had the power to reduce your toughness by one. Um, oh, cool. And then he, as a warlord, had the Rotten Constitution warlord trait to give him plus one toughness. So he's toughness six. Nice. Uh, really it's just beefy. looking at the proliferation of Drakari um, and even Marines uh, at this point here up here. Uh, just T6 plus six is, is a really, and every time he got that power off, he did mortal wounds. I, I beat them every time. Um, nice. 
the real meat of the list and why it's so painful for me is the <laughs> six units of 20 pox walkers. Ooh, baby. So 120 pox walkers. Uh, and then the elite slots, there's three units of five Blight Lord Terminators with a flail in each. Uh, there's three units of three Death Shroud. And then the entire thing, and Zach here, who was also on the team, he knows me so well and how to sell this to me. So he's like, you should play this. It's a, an auxiliary support detachment with one elite slot that contains both a Foul Blight Spawn and also a Tally Man, because that is technically one elite spot. And nice. as long as you tell me something technically you can do it, then I'm going to be, like, <laughs> all in on it. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, luckily, like, my entire Warhammer, like, quote-unquote career, I've played Hordes, so I have a pretty good handle on how to have a fast game. Um, every one of my games uh, completed naturally, apart from my second one, which was against, like, a brand-new player, which got to the end of round okay. four. Uh on average, my turn one was uh, three and a half minutes. Wow, nice. Um, That's great. And, and the way you do that is uh, I, I bought a bunch. The local store had a bunch of the Apocalypse movement trays on clearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just painted the underside of those uh, different colors. So it's easy to tell which one was which. It was easy to move it up, easy to deploy. Um, mm-hmm. But, man, for being told this was a brainless list, this is not a brainless list whatsoever. If you position your Pox Walkers wrong, it blocks off your Terminators. If you choose the wrong Terminators to Deep Strike, you can't pull them in. Um, and in game one, I made, like, every single mistake possible like that. Oh. <clears throat> it was against New Thousand Suns, uh, where he was playing Cult of Magic. Uh, he had 16 uh, Spooky really? Blade Really? Cult points. of Magic? Yeah, or the the one that lets you uh, auto-pass the powers. What's that one called? Uh, I mean, I think that's any of them. Yeah. Well, it, it was one of them, but he, he had one, like, okay. it, it was all one couple. He had, like, 16 of the Spooky Boy points. Um, sure. And for me, the yeah, the Cabal points. And for my list, it just it wasn't a great matchup because what I needed to do was shoot all his Angors and, and just shoot them mm-hmm. and, and get rid of them, but my list has no guns. Uh, so so that yeah, was... Except for the, the combi bolters. Yeah, right? the combi bolters and the terminators, which even then can only do so much through positioning right. and being blocked by things. I also could have done better on my secondary choices. Uh, to be fair, I feel like I always try, try to take the um, uh, hold three objectives secondary. Uh, oh, domination. Domination. Yeah. Or can, a stranglehold. I yeah, stranglehold is called now. Thank you. Uh, I can always get that pretty reliably. This time, not so much. Uh, being that his... Really? psychic phase uh was multiple mortal wounds um no. scarab occult terminators did a lot of work with their combi bolters um he had a couple of small how group- many scarab occult did he bring 10 a one unit of 10 yeah one unit of 10 uh and yeah. then there was a couple of five mans of uh, rubri with the uh the chain cannon thing that they have and yep. that was just kind of mowing me off of objectives uh, to the point and it wasn't taking me completely off but it was enough so that his obsec Zangors had more models on that objective. Uh, so that was pretty tough. Um, and I ended up losing that game. Uh, 94-44 was, was the final okay. score for that one. So it was pretty brutal. Um, I, I consoled myself because differential scoring, I only lost 19-1. So I still would have picked up a point. So, you know, there we go. Uh, but, yeah, it was. And Alex is a really great player. He's very technical. Um, he knows his rules really well. He knows what he wants to do. Uh, yeah. and on top of that, I made just a couple of really bad misplays where I, I was like, that was bad movement. Um, and, and my secondary choices, I should have been way better about, 
um, especially looking at the way he was moving his Angors and his um, Rubrikai around. Um, mm-hmm. Spread the sickness isn't a great one, just because that objective needs to be clear at the start of the turn. Right. Whereas, and it's hard to start that action. And it's so hard to start that action. So really against those kind of armies, I need to be picking objectives that score at the end of the turn. Uh, it's going to yeah. be a fair thing. So so that that was a great learning for me on that point. Um, to kind of like how to properly pick secondary. So next time I'm, I'm for sure going to be, be doing that there. The fact I scored like 44, my list reliably, like if I go in blindfolded, hungover, should score 40 to 50 points. Um, sure. just by design. So it, it kind of performs like if I played really badly, which I did. And also Alex how did you really good. How did you feel about your psychic phase in that game? Did you have much of a psychic phase or was he able to kind of shut you down a little bit? So I had to be really cagey with my characters. Um, with, uh-huh. he had a lot of targeted mortal wounds yeah. and targeted powers. So it really turned into me being a little too defensive with my characters I see. I'm moving them around ruins to try and keep me within deny range, but also mm-hmm. being out of line of sight for a lot of these powers. Sure. Um, but really, to be honest, they got psychicked really quickly off the table. I see. Okay. That's fair. He had a really good target priority. Um, I did <laughs> get a bunch of success uh, keeping the tally man on an objective, and he wasn't able to be shot by either the Volkite Contemptors or the Scarab Occult Terminators. Because of the three-man death route hiding in a building beside him. Oh, nice. Okay. So he did run contemptors as well. Yeah, he had two Volkite contemptors. Yeah. And then he also had the dude um, who hung up beside the Volkite contemptors. Where if he can see you, uh, you don't get any of your special rules. Which for Death Guard is really awful. Not say like, yep, it ignores your minus one damage. Right. And it's like, I mean, he picks one unit, right? Right. Yeah. So... Still, which though. is which is still good. Like especially right. if you know that you're just going to try and target that one unit and kill it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he also took Wrath of Magnus as one of his secondaries. So being able to snipe out characters and, and kind of uh, smaller things uh, or kind of like like straggler units was really helpful. So he scored really high mm-hmm. on that there too. Um, nice. It's a really overwhelmed played game. Uh, round two, I got paired into Regina, who's one of our newer players up here. Oh sure. She was playing a Space Marine army. It was a mixture of Raven Guard and um, Blood Ravens, but Blood Ravens yep. using Raven Guard tactics. So it was essentially just all Raven Guard, but with two chapter masters. Um, oh. She okay. was playing like Gabriel Angelos. And I was like, oh, the guy with the giant chin, right? She was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was there. Um, uh, and then just another uh, Shrike was also there too. Um, okay. She did pretty good. Uh, it was very, generally when uh, a newer player sees my army when I'm deployed with like 150 models, um, it's very overwhelming um, yeah. to see. And especially with Terminus S where I'm moving like 8 to 13 inches in the first turn. Um, right. So just, I was in her face like really quickly. And then as soon as Poxwalkers touch something and they're sort of unmolested, then it gets real nasty real fast. Yeah, because they just do dice stuff up with mortal wounds. Right, for sure. And, and she had a couple of uh, three mans of um, the Inceptors. Inceptors, yep. With heavy bolters. Um, but even then, I'm like, oh, wow. So, yes, yeah, so that's eight dead poxwalkers. My next turn, I'm like, okay, four come back. Um, so, just, like, not a lot. And then she also had, like, 12 last cannons in her list through various Devastator squads and, like, a couple of venerable dreadnoughts. Um, okay. but, 
But again, it's like, oh, that's 12 dead Pox Walkers. Cool. Um, so I can deal with that. I can deal with that. So that ended up, I ended up scoring around 82, I think, for that one. That one ended uh, end of turn four. Um, just timed okay. out because, like I said, I was more concerned about, like, what experience are we going to have here? Like, I was right. fairly confident going in, not to be arrogant, that I was going to win the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't doubt that, but do I want to have that experience where I'm just, like dick ripping and punching and just making it like a completely unfun time like we're just rolling dice and not talking so i, I did spend some time kind of talking to her like asking about our army uh, telling her what i was doing asking her like you know if do you want me to do that because i can do this uh, and that was a lot of fun there um well good so, so that I was mean, good it sounds like you helped her to have a fun game well i tried right because i know going up against my list is super oppressive and if like you're not prepared for it or you're not sure how to counter then it can just get really unfun really quick and i fucking hate games where at turn two you're playing against eeyore from winnie the pooh because like you (laughs) killed half of his army by a bad mistake which leads me to my round three game um Uh which was against uh this uh, local guy with a blood angels army i never played him before dude this game was so awesome it was like playing uh taylor on xanax uh so he was like a little chiller (laughs) but just like that much energy so, like, we deployed everything. <laughs> it was, like, a hammer and anvil style. So, obviously, I have 120 dudes on the line. He had some death company on the line. He's like, I'm going to do a pregame move. And I'm like, okay. And he takes his, like, death company, and he moves them onto the objective. I'm like, you're where you're, like, 10 inches away from me, right? He was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, you do know I'm going to murder that squad turn one uh, with this unit right here. <laughs> and he's like, it's all right. I'm going to go first. So, I'm like, okay. okay cool. Cool. And then I, I went first, and he was like, oh, fuck. Of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oops. So, yeah, I charged in, uh, did some smites, uh, mortal wounds spammed. Um, and that, that unit obviously just, just went away. He played super well. Blood Angels, I always have a hard time into, especially with this Pogswalker list. Their, their base ability to get plus one to wound on, like, fucking anything really good. is yeah. really good into my army that's all, like, toughness four and stuff everywhere. Um so, yeah, he, he did good. I, that one was the first game. Like, all three games, I tried different combinations of deep strikes. So, mm-hmm. game one, I deep struck some Blight Lords and some Death Shrouds. Game two, I deep struck all my Blight Lords. This game, I just deep struck all my Death Shrouds. I left all my characters kind of, like, free balling on the table. Oh, cool. My thought was, you're probably not going to be able to kill 40 to 60 Poxwalkers in one turn, so this guy's probably right. fine because you don't have snipers. Um. So, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, it, it went the way Terminus S games usually do, uh, where he was like, I'm just going to charge at you. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fun game. And he charged. <laughs> I charged. Every every turn, I would use 2 CP uh, and wipe out a squad. And then, like, someone came out and was like, oh, yeah, looks like he's uh, pulling some models off. I was like, yeah, it's okay. I'm making him burn through his CP. And I'm like, you fool. Tally man. Next turn. Let's do this again. I'll get those back. Thank you. Very and then much. he kept on doing like super cool stuff. So like, whenever I kill, like I killed his characters, he would roll dice. Like, oh, he explodes. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he was like, I got you thinking about that for a second, huh? And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I thought because again, this list is big brain. Um, <laughs> the best memory of the game, and I think of the, the event as a whole, is turn three. Um, I bring down my, my deep strike reserves and kind of position some stuff around. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make some charges. 
And he was just like, you're never going to make all those charges. And I'm like, why oh, would, no. why would, why you, would say you say that? that? <laughs> why would you say that? And I proceeded to then make uh, seven charges. Of course. Including an 11 inch charge. Brutal. Uh, and then they did work. Uh, another big brain thing I did, I did some charges. I, I actually spent CP to interrupt and I try to be very, um, like, like, structured in these games where i'm not spending cp unless it's to make pox walkers wound things or to make them go faster like that's all right. i'm allowed to do otherwise it screws up the whole thing but i spend cp to interrupt and then i spend cp to make the pox walkers mortal wounds uh, and then i split my attacks in my pox walker squad and who Ooh. who's who's that uh blood angels character uh the chaplain uh, is it, are you talking about Astrath with the axe or Lamartes with the... Lamartes? It was Lamartes. Yeah. Uh, he does not like being attacked by six Pox walkers while his buddies are attacked wow. by 14. Yeah. He got, he got one shotted before he could Dang. attack. So I know I was lucky with some dice rolls, but it was, it was a good game. So I ended up fourth overall of that tournament, right, right behind Taylor who, who obviously cheated, um, to, to get to as that always. third place uh, as yeah. a tradition. But it was a great time. I always love going out to MJ's. Uh, Mike Pestilence of Warhammer ended up winning that after beating Alex, that Thousand Sons player, in that last round. I managed to nice. bully the TO into using uh, random pairings and win path. Uh, and I thought it was super oh, good. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it worked out really well. And I think, like I said, doing that means, like, round two onwards, we're not seeing the same tables. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But Gamers Haven, Spokane, oh, Washington. Yeah. Restaurants so, are plenty unless you want to eat, in which case you need a reservation. Yeah. Uh, I drive an hour and a half, so my morning starts at... Can I challenge you to tell me about two of your games in detail and maybe skip over one game? <laughs> yeah, we'll skip over one of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. So uh, I, I show up. Um, literally, they're saying, like, I'm showing up, like, literally five minutes before the tournament starts. And, like, Classic. they're going... Is uh, like as I open the door, Bob's yelling, Is Danny McDevitt here? And I go, Yo, <laughs> don't start without me. And he's like, That was the best entrance I've ever seen. <laughs> like from Alaska, we do things a little differently. Yeah, we do, <laughs> we do do things a little differently around these parts. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I pull up to the table. Uh, my first opponent is uh, Zachary Bryant. Now, Zachary's got Death Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately for Zachary, I've been beating the shit out of Death Guard for like the last like six months. Can, can I just <laughs> let me pull up here while you're talking about this? Like I was at this tournament and, and Danny sent me a message. Um, duh, 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 let me see. This is just me bitching about a thousand suns. Oh, here we go. Thanks for playing Death Guard so much. Made the first game real easy. <laughs> His list was way worse than yours, which is like both yeah. a burn and a compliment at the same time. Well, like, I think he just, like, it's obviously a different meta, right? And I right. felt like, for me, for against my list, his list was way worse than than yours. Um, oh, let me talk about my list a little yeah, bit. Yeah, talk I did about change your list. It up. Um, my list is weird. Uh, and, like, it was weird in a good way. It was, okay, so I have... Uh, my list that I've decided to kind of move to, I was running uh, like a Skatari horde, and now I'm running a Skatari horde. So it's but slightly uh, <laughs> different, but slightly different. So I was running Stygies eight, um, and that was mostly for the redeploys for like my chickens mm-hmm. um, and uh, other assault units and that kind of thing, or forward deploying like my rust stalkers, uh, which is also very powerful. Um, I, what I did is I took a uh, 
I took a custom Forge World. Um, oh. What I noticed in my games at Charity Hammer, and we'll talk about Charity Hammer in a bit, but uh, one of the things that I noticed about Charity Hammer in my list is that my list doesn't trade very well. Like, I really have to rely on killing multiple units with one of my units mm-hmm. in order to really kind of get efficiency. And while my list has the killing power, I overkill stuff all the time, and so it's not worth it. And I couldn't be on as, ma- on, on as many objectives as I wanted to be, uh, and so it wasn't working the way that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, is I, I, I went for uh, a custom Forge World, and I went for the rad-saturated Forge World, um, which kind of gives me a little bit of a similar buff against shooting, um, like Stygis does, because Stygis makes you in dense cover when you're over 12 inches away. This one makes you minus one strength to ranged attacks uh, from over 12 inches away, which is good. Um, it makes, like, bolters and stuff like that when you want fours, which is a pretty big deal. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, and, and it stacks with dense terrain, too, so if that's on the table, that's a big deal. So it, it was totally fine. Um, and I, the secondary part of my trait was the uh, Scarifying Weapons. And so Scarifying Weapons makes all the Radiant Weapons in your army plus one strength, minus one AP. And so instead of having a bunch of big units of, like, Vanguard, I switched to six units of ten Vanguard with Omnispexes. Um, and I ran Skatari Veteran Cohort, so those guys are all still immune to blast weapons. Um, they have a five plus invulnerable save, so they actually are pretty durable. Like they're annoying; they're really annoying to get rid of. Oh wow! Um, uh, and they make you minus one strength and toughness in combat. They've got multiple attacks, so like against Dark Eldar, which I felt like was my main threat. Uh, it turns out that's not the case. My main threat is something very different. But uh, I think against Dark Eldar, this list works really well because I can trade. Like ten Skatari only costs hundred points. They'll like one unit will significantly cripple a raider, or they'll kill the two squads that come out of a raider like fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Um, just with strength four on the radium carbines with 30 shots at minus one AP is, is a big deal. Um, so I have six units of tens of those. I had two units of 20 rangers. Um, I had so I have uh, if you're for those of you counting at home, that's 100 Skatari. Um, and that then I also had two units maths. of five, yeah, quick maths. I had two units of five infiltrators and one unit of ten rust stalkers. Um, uh, I had two units of one. Uh, oh god, what are those things called? Uh, Iron striders, spell star Iron striders with auto cannons, just because I didn't want to spend the points on last cannons. Is that the gimp chicken thing, Walker things? Yeah, that's the gimp chicken. Yeah, and I took those for uh, the eradication of flesh secondary. Mm-hmm. Cause they're easy to hide that base like behind a piece of terrain. Yeah. Um, and then I, all I have to do is kill one infantry unit. If you don't kill a vehicle unit, then I get three points. Yeah. And that's of course that's um, secondary where if you kill more infantry or more units than they kill vehicles of yours, infantry right? units than vehicles. Yeah. Then you get three yeah. points, which if then you I get just, three points. yeah, if you only take a couple and you hide them real well, it makes it real hard. It makes it real hard and they're fast. So I can run away from stuff pretty easily. Um, so uh, there's that. Uh, and then I have uh, two units of four uh, Cerberus Sulfur Hounds, which are kind of an unusual choice, but they were really good. I really like that unit. I'm definitely going to be taking more of those. Was that the sniper ones? No, no. Or they're no. the flamer ones. Oh, okay. So they, have, uh, they can advance and shoot pistol weapons, mm-hmm. and then they're, they're, they're both their flamer, and the guy on top has two strength five pistols at minus one AP. Okay. Uh, and the flamer is minus two AP. They're That's all really pistols, so they can shoot into combat, and they have re- they're uh, irradiated, mm-hmm. so they make you minus one strength and toughness in combat. Um, so they're actually pretty good. Like they're good at doing stuff. They get four attacks a piece. Like they're they're just they're just really annoying. 
Um, and they're fast, which was another, which was another nice benefit. Uh, and then I had the typical characters. I had a Dominus, uh, a Manipulus, and uh, two Skatari Marshals. Um, so lots of rerolls to hit and to wound. Mm-hmm. Um, so first round, I, I pull up against Death Guard. Uh, my opponent's got like 60 Poxwalkers, unit of 10 Blightlord Terminators, um, double Volkite Contemptors, uh, two units of three Death Shroud. Uh, he's got two Plague Burst Crawlers, um, and he's got uh, Typhus, a Malignant Plague Caster, um, and a Tallyman with Tollkeeper. Um, and he deployed kind of interestingly, like he put the, the Tollkeeper with one Contemptor off to the side, okay. and then the other Contemptor kind of in the middle of his army. Um, I think I kind of faked him out in deployment and made him deploy them weird. Um, but he wasn't able to like combo up Tollkeeper with both right. of the contemptors, which was, I think, a mistake. Like the only reason um, I can see doing that is if you're able to kind of like move the eight inches and cl- like scissor them closer together. They were like way, way far apart. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and the table that I played on had tons of big uh, obscuring pieces of terrain. Like I'm talking like 12 by 12 pieces of obscuring terrain. Um, so he was able to hide stuff pretty easily. Uh, so, so was I, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the objectives, because of the way the terrain was, had to actually be inside of one of the pieces of terrain. Oh. Um, which is technically not by the rules, but we both agreed to it. And we both thought, yeah, it'll just make an interesting battle point. And it really did. Um, so he kind of he got first turn and he kind of pushed up. Uh, and I managed to uh, push back and kill all the poxwalkers on my first turn. Um, I lost one unit of, I, I lost all but one model in a Cerberus Raiders, uh, Cerberus Sulphur Hound squad. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then like from there, it was like this constant, like kind of trading off on one kind of key objective. And I was really able to push one side of the board and take all of the objectives on that side. Um, so I was always getting like 15 points mm-hmm. on primary, like almost every single turn. <clears throat> um, my first turn, I killed... Oh, I also killed a Contemptor with one Ranger squad. Oh. oh. I, I killed what? a Contemptor from full health to nothing. Do you, you with had one 10 Ranger mans, squad. right? No, it was a 20-man Ranger oh, squad. Oh, good. Okay, so I was they shot say. 60, 60 shots at strength 4, uh, minus, uh, minus 1, or minus 2 AP. That's what you get for sticking your butt out at Skatari. They're going to yeah. shoot you. Yep. And so he died. Uh and yeah, uh, I killed the Blight Lords. Uh, I did uh, forty wounds with the Rust Dockers, um, and then also ten mortal wounds. Something, or no, not for it was thirty. Sorry, it was thirty-four wounds, and then, <laughs> and then also ten mortal wounds in addition to that. Damage. Was that after the damage reduction? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there are only oh. one damage attacks. There, it was thirty-four wounds at minus three, and then also ten mortal wounds. No. So like that squad just evaporated. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he was just kind of left with not much else. I was able to kind of plink off the death shroud. Like I, I just did a bunch of work. I, the, the, the way I did that was I charged them with all, with 10 uh, rest stalkers mm-hmm. and a squad of vets, Katari. And so that reduced their toughness by one. Mm, and then I boosted, I boosted four. the strength on the, uh, they go to toughness four. Well, they went to toughness from toughness six to toughness four to toughness five mm-hmm. because of their uh they got the psychic power on them oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah That's smart um yeah but then i boosted their strength to strength six with one of their stratagems and so they just like diced them up so it just basically made the, the power not i have fun with like death shroud aren't really tough at all anyway and you need to be way cagier with them 
For sure. <laughs> you and like, yeah. Typhus died to one squad of 10 Skatari, uh, like one squad of 10 Skatari with the radium. Carbons. So I did, I did look at his list. Cause after you sent that message, I was like super intrigued and it did seem pretty kind of standard. Um, the Pox, yeah, I mean, it's standard. The I just don't like light lords that much. The Poxmongers thing confused me. Like I understand you want to get your involves and kind of protect your plague burst a little bit. Um, it didn't matter against my army though, because I was like, all my stuff is minus one AP and that's yeah. kind of one of the weaknesses I found. I don't, understand typhus being in the list and i don't understand the blight lords i mean i, I yeah. think you were messing mess um like master something about like uh, while we stand or, or to the last or what it's called yeah he was doing to the last and so to <laughs> be fair he got 10 points on to the last because there's no way i'm going to kill plague risk crawlers i mm -hmm. just don't care that much um it's it's just like it's not worth it to me to try and kill them like right. they're just they're so tough um and the other thing he can do with poxmongers is he can shoot the the plague risk crawlers into combat Oh, at fair. plus one to hit, fair. Um, which is which is good. Um, but if you're ignoring yeah. them, then yeah. But anyway, so there was no hobby scores at this tournament, um, so I won this game eighty-five to, which is lucky for me because my shit wasn't painted. Uh, <laughs> eighty-five to fifty-one. Um, so uh, so I went on to the next round. Um, so I played a game against uh, a gentleman. Um, and you can look it up on BCP if you want to. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names here. Um, I think he was just having a rough time. Uh, I did go first in this game, and um, I think it was kind of demoralizing. I don't feel like I killed so much stuff in this Thousand Sons army, but I think it was just he was just unhappy with the with kind of my army, and I think the state of my hobby with my army specifically. And so oh. he was just he was just not having a. I think he was just not having a good game. So because um, so, you're new in town, never had been seen before, show up with like an in-progress AdMac army, then right. assumptions were made. I mean, the assumptions were correct in that I'm a power gaming asshole, but like at the... Did you try throwing... <laughs> I'm not an asshole. Did you try throwing like, the old, do you know who I am? And then like, <laughs> here's a holographic sticker. Uh, John, it was game. very hard for me not to do that. I had a bunch of stickers <laughs> to give to him, to be totally honest. If I'm being honest with you, I accidentally gave you all of the stickers. So oh, I, no, really? Do you want me to send you some No, back? dude, it's good. I'll order more. Okay. So I'll order cool. more. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's hilarious, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I was rocking, like, all the stickers that I have, like, a big stack of the round white claw stickers. I had the the other ones. I had my mob rules uh, objective markers. Hell yeah. And I had the mob rules uh, mat for my tray. Hell yeah. Like it was mob rules 100%, 100 of the time. We never do the podcast, but we represent in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes we release a podcast like once every two months. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, that game, uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. It wasn't good. I don't want to like talk about it too much, uh, but yeah, I, I, I ended up winning that game. Um, kind of a bummer. I didn't get to play three games. I only really got to play two, but that's fine. Whatever. Next time. Uh, yeah, next time, right? Uh, so last game I ended up playing against uh, Zach's brother. So I kind of I leveled up and had to play against uh, the the bigger brother there. So you beat um, up on the kid brother, and he went and got his older brother to come beat you up. It's like the Billy Goats Gruff, you know. If you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he was playing. Uh, what I found out was my nemesis, <laughs> which is uh, which is uh, Custodes, specifically Shadow Keepers. Oh. Um, so he played vehicle heavy custodes. He had one Galatus and two Telemons. Uh, he had the unkillable shield captain. Sure. 
um, Trajan, a banner, uh, three units of three of the Sagittarium Guard, the guys with the heavy bolters, mm-hmm. um, and then a unit of five uh, Venatari. And so this game, I first of all, I picked terrible secondaries because I picked Eradication of Flesh for some reason. Um, I'm just like, I automatically went to that and didn't really think about it. Uh, oh. It was a terrible secondary against him because he really doesn't have that many infantry units. No. Like all the stuff that's important to kill is like, uh, like vehicles. And after the first round, I'm like, oh, this was a terrible choice. He's like, <laughs> was, yeah, I don't dude, think that was a good one, man. Isn't I'm that like, the yeah. worst where like, you're uh, just like, oh no. Yeah. What was I thinking? Um, so, uh, anyway, the key component here is that my army relies like even against vehicles, uh, that are toughness seven or below. Um, I have a lot of strength four minus one AP shots and it's enough. Like my army shoots like, like 300 shots, 350 shots a turn, Mm -hmm. something stupid like that. Right. Like the, the Vanguard, the Vanguard blobs themselves shoot 180 shots of radium. Right. So it's a lot of shots. It's a a lot Uh, of shots. But um, when you have a stratagem that can make a unit minus one strength to the ranged weapons that target them, um, it makes all of my strength four stuff into strength three stuff. And when you have toughness six, like a bike captain or dreadnoughts, like I'm only wounding you on sixes and it just doesn't do enough damage to really matter. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, I really didn't do enough. Like I just, I couldn't do enough damage in my army to really, to really wipe him off the table. And so he got first turn, and his incidental shooting is actually pretty good. Um, it was able to remove a lot of models fairly quickly, mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't really able to keep up. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't making good trades. Like I, I, uh, I, I think I made a few misplays. And he is very good with his army. He makes he made a lot of really solid tactical plays, mm-hmm. um, uh, like some of the weird nuancey stuff with Custodes. I hope they get a codex soon because things are going to change with them pretty pretty quick. I'm looking forward to not having to play against Telewands again. Um, but they uh, like they have a stratagem where you can heroically intervene, uh, like with like a dreadnought, but mm-hmm. it doesn't actually heroically intervene. It just moves three inches. So it doesn't have to be within three inches. Like you have to be more than four inches away in order for it not to just heroically intervene into you. And they can also like just move three inches. Oh, so it like, (laughs) that seems really questionably Uh, written, but amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, uh, it's the emperor's finest. So I guess they get to do whatever they want. Um, anyway, uh, I couldn't really keep up with him. Um, and he going first, he was really able to push the center and I was not able, mm-hmm. I was hoping that he would be a little bit more reserved and he was not, but fantastic opponent, super nice guy. Um, we had a couple of rules questions that weren't big deal, but I was totally wrong about them. So yeah, no, oh. no, no harm, no foul there. Yeah. How does it feel um, to have people actually challenge you on rules now? <laughs> it was fine. Uh, I, I was I was happy I was happy to be wrong. Like as long as we're as long as we're playing by the rules, that's what counts, right? Hell yeah. Um, and so uh, he managed to beat me uh, eighty eight to forty seven. He oh. did fantastic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really great opponent. I I can't wait to play him again. Uh, I hope my army is a little bit more of a challenge for him next time. Thanks. But I was playing on top table, so had I won that game, I would have won the event. But since there's like 20 people at this tournament, and secondly, I have to give them credit, nobody dropped the whole day. Oh, dang. Out of 20 people, 
everybody stayed and played all three games. I no. think that's awesome. See if they did, and that's really commendable. If they did win path, then you would have been really high up there. Probably, I, yeah, I would have been. I, I would have been like uh, third or fourth place because there was another three and zero player. Um. Anyway, uh, so I ended up taking fourth place in that event. Hey, um, same Z's. which is yeah, yeah, which is good. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited to play as part of a new community and like, uh, kind of really stretch my legs. They were actually, so here's the trippy part. Uh, they were excited that they had an admec player finally in their community. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. You don't hear that very much. I'll tell you have, that. Have they played against admec before? I don't feel they have. <laughs> oh boy. Well. Uh, we're going to take a break. Danny, what do you want to talk about next? We have two things I really want to touch on. Uh, I want to touch, well, I have many things, but I also don't want to keep us here for like 17 hours. Um, yeah, I know we, 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 we both wanted charity hammer, uh, yep. Warhammer plus launched and then some, uh, like just bullshitting about FLG and stuff. What, what do you want to hit? Yeah, on sure. Next? Uh, <laughs> this is the best format ever, by the way. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> this is John uh, decides randomly. John decides randomly what he wants to talk about and then gives Danny the option of what it is. Uh, Danny, just for you, before we head out to talk about Charity Hammer, um, let's listen to this. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit. A collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. All right, we're back. And yeah, Danny, you made the decision. And man, I have like literally not listened to that one in months. So it's really good. So to good. Pull that one out of the bag. I have a good old Peter from uh, NGC40K. Uh, you always love to pull your Peter out of the bag, John. I, I do, I do. Uh, and speaking of pulling things out of the bag, Danny, both of us went to Charity Hammer this year. I know, we did. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. So first of all, John, did you have a good time? I did. Uh, a little stressful, uh, but I had a good yeah. time. Um but yeah, it was it was it was a nice experience overall. It was nice to put some faces to names, uh, especially mm -hmm. people I've talked to for the past you know year or so, and especially Colin. Like, never actually had a conversation with him in real life, so that was kind of nice to do. Yeah, um, and yeah, you got just, to meet the the degenerate that is Paul Winters, and yep. also like his, some of our other Patreons. His bizarre car that's like we decided sounds like soft moaning when it drives <laughs> so when it drives up like that's totally on purpose what when when he his car drove up like he drives an electric car so all we hear is a <laughs> i can't even hear that 
Yeah, it was. Well, you you will when we don't listen to this again ever. Um, <laughs> get a get a minute, Paul, uh, who finally got to talk to Nick Nanavati, uh when he. Yeah. Questions like, hey, a couple days ago, I learned there was some line cutting thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, that was a shitty joke from two years ago. I just never dropped. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, Meat Horse McDickie from the Discord 2 was there. Uh, no. But, yeah, it's like a, a whole bunch of great people. Uh, I was there. Uh, Colin told me to just film a bunch of stuff and give him short little videos. Uh, so that's what I did. Yeah. Did he like the videos that you sent him? I think so. Okay. Um, there was a couple of standout ones. They, they played them. So I started creating them and then they put them in between. So like when the stream went dark from the games, Oh, cool. They would do like loops of the videos I was making. So that was what was nice in between the streams. Dude, that's awesome. Um, there was I didn't a, know that there was a couple of standout ones. Uh, they really, so I worked with a lot of the players for the hardest GT, uh, part of charity hammer. The idea mm-hmm. was everyone had to bring in uh, a video of them describing their list. Uh, and they would play that before the games, so people had an idea of what it was. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah, yeah. Warhammer players being Warhammer players, I think Colin got like 11 people out of 32 uh, to do <laughs> one beforehand. So I did a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my favorite Sorry. ones. <laughs> so, then we had such great plans, and then just time got away from us. Yeah, it really did. <clears throat> we had a good one set up, though, for sure. But my two favorite ones were by JT McDowell. Uh, just salt of the earth, like literally one of the greatest people I've ever met. Oh my God. What a great guy. Um, and then also Nick Nanavati were the, the two that was amazing. Now JT, I was surprised how good Nick's was like um, it. Excellent. JT, um, talk, he messaged me uh, about a week before the event. Uh, for those that don't know, JT is, um, man, I'm blanking. It's uh play on tabletop, right? Yeah. Play on tabletop. He's a part of. I'm gonna feel awful. So you, he's the announcer. You're like, gonna know if his you've, voice if you've, you've yeah for you've sure watched it. You know him. And like I said, he's a phenomenal guy in real life. A lot of people don't know he's a former professional wrestler uh, a few years back. <laughs> um, so when I first met JT um, at Las Vegas, um, mm-hmm. as a giant wrestling nerd, and that, like people tell you, I'm a massive wrestling nerd. I literally questioned him for an hour straight and it's one. Of oh, my- it was longer than that. Like we hung out in that bar, like listening to JT's life story, John. Yeah. For like, for like two and a half hours with, with Kyle. Well, time like, has, it was awesome. Time, time has no meaning in Vegas. So I'm going to no. say an hour and call that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's but, true. But what JT wanted to do was put on his old wrestling singlet. And cut an old style wrestling promo about his army. So I'm like, great. Hell yeah. He's like, John, you're going to be my, my mean Gene Okerlund. So like the announcer who calls him in and like interviews him and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, JT, I'm like, I'm like a foot taller than you, man. I don't know how this is going to work. So I'm going to have there. to get on your knees and like kind of like. I should have just gone on my knees, but I was literally just doing the splits, which was really obvious to see. And it was about the same height as him at the end of it. He, so he comes out in his old wrestling singlet. Uh, JT, love oh, the man. man. He is not in the same shape as he was in when he was a wrestler. <laughs> no, in his 20s. sir. Um, <laughs> luckily for Twitch, the nipples were covered by the singlet, but then he did a screaming wrestling promo to describe his army, and it was a glorious sight, and that drew a little bit of an audience. Amazing. And the other one, um, Nick came up and he's like, Hey, we got to do my player video. I'm like, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go in the backyard. So I'm like, okay, I was, I was just going to film it. And I'm like, Hey, Nick, can you sit on that swing and tell me your army while you're swinging on a swing set? 
And he's like, yeah, man, let's do it. Well, first off, I wanted him to come down the slide and jump off and tell me his army. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to fit there. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> he goes in and he swings on the swing set. And complete professional that he is, like, he times his talking to where the swing is. So when he swings back, he doesn't talk. And when he swings forward, he talks. So he's like, hi, guys. It's Nick Nanavati from the Art of War talking about <laughs> my Dark Haldar. Uh, and it was super cool. <laughs> and something I noticed actually, just because I recorded a bunch of stuff, like I, I did a bunch of like spot interviews and just drop ins, and I would just drop a camera down and run away. Seeing the content creators, um, especially the Outer War guys, some of the Play on Tabletop guys, um, definitely the Tabletop Life guys as well, turn on was fucking hilarious. Oh, like Bridger, right? Like Bridger, too. It was fucking hilarious for me because they are like. Like, and even, like, your John Lennons and your Nicks and, and your Bridgers, um, they're, they're all not meek necessarily in real life, but they're they're muted and you're just talking like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you would have John Lennon come and say, oh, hey, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, oh, yeah, just, you know, introduce yourself, talk about your army, that kind of thing. Just keep it short. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. And he sits down. And John went, like, brain dead in the face for, like, a couple minutes. And they're like, okay, go. You're ready. And he's like, okay, I can start. Hey guys, that's John Lennon. And I'm like, holy shit, who is this person? And like all of them would like just turn on. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta start doing that. We gotta we gotta be more pro Danny. We gotta have different personas. <laughs> Do we though? I think we have a great persona. I think we were, I think we're amazing. Yeah. It's pretty fine. Um so yeah. like like look, guys, like we're the same that we are now as we are all the time. Like literally uh, when you whether, meet us at yeah. tournaments, like we are exactly the same. <laughs> much to some people's disappointments um sometimes i get a little serious but it's not like uh it's not for real like i'm 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 having a good time i promise (laughs) um and then i got to commentate the finals of the orkoff uh the the best wabos competition Mm -hmm. which they had four of the orc players that were their playoff and it was um seth uh fake bird doctor and pretend host of signals of the front line um, mm-hmm. who we've started a fake feud with, so I feel I have to continue. Pretend. Right now he's just, now you're, you're just straight up saying is a pretend host. Dude, we don't have to kayfabe on this show here. We're not part of the network okay. here. That's just, yeah, yeah we, we can be like, I mean, uh, we, it, it's a pretend feud. Is Seth part of our, is Seth part of the Rogue Trader Network though? Uh, I believe Seth the Mad Doc was grandfathered in without his knowledge yeah. or permission. Okay, so he's still part of our network. Oh, fuck, technically. okay. God damn it, I hate him then. Um, you know, yeah, fuck Seth. So for, he no, was, just kidding. <laughs> he was playing Chuck from the, the Best in Faction podcast uh, for, in, in the finals. Uh, and the special thing was, like, Colin got really hyped and jazzed about, okay, John, it's going to be you and Ennis commentating because you're both Scottish and they're orcs. <laughs> and like, while that's true, both Ennis and I are Scottish, we're like, you realize we both disdain orcs and orc players. <laughs> like, we like nothing about this army or this player base. So oh. I did have a lot of fun commentating with it. As we say from the, the, the throne from the mob rules. Mob rules. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but no, I did have a lot of fun. So I commentated that game. What was super funny was I like Colin, he, he does very well for himself and he has a pool house and I had set my little editing recording studio up in the upper deck of his pool house. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, and my plan was to commentate from there using my laptop. So, like, I was watching at the same time Ennis was, and there was no delays and weird stuff like that. Um, however, 
some members decided they wanted to jacuzzi, so there was raucousness coming along the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah, so sure. I relocated. I managed to find an outlet on the wall of his pool house outside. I know. I saw that. You were, like, huddled up, like, I underneath, was, uh, like, hud- next to a door. I was huddled up under an awning next to a door because it was also raining, uh, commentating yeah. this game, <laughs> which... If we're being completely honest, was decided on turn two when Saf had killed three quarters of Chuck's army. <laughs> so now we're like, I'm messaging Innes and I'm like, shit, how do we keep this interesting for the next like hour and a half this game is supposed to run? Um, yeah. So we just turned it into calling uh, Seth a coward and saying that he was, he was bad at things. <laughs> uh perfect and then the last thing i did for charity hammer was i played uh peter the falcon uh calissimo uh Dude, that was a fun game i watched stream. a good, good amount of that one uh it was his blood angels versus my terminus ass list um mainly like i talked to him before and because like he literally just woke up from like a 30 minute nap after like two days yep. of not sleeping he's like oh, i don't know i don't know i was like dude we're just gonna tell the chat that they're all assholes and they're all shit I'm going to ask you some questions. People are going to ask you questions about yourself. It'll be fine. It turned out to be a really fun game. Um, it was super close the whole way, and, and Pete only kind of pulled through and won, like, very last turn. Um, like, that. that's how close it was. Like, guys, call this a draw, because he's a super nice guy. And I'm like, no, fuck you. You beat me. He's like, no, it's a draw. And I'm like, nope, nope, you won. It's fine. Like, it's, it's we don't all have to win all the time. Yeah, mostly he never was, wants to win a game. That's what it is, really. Yeah, because then he'll have to do stats on himself, and, and that's just nepotism yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we had our pit boss tell, telling us what the chat was saying, and then we would either tell them to go fuck themselves because it was the Canheimer stream and we could swear, um, or I would start asking Peter random stupid ass questions. Like, and I think my favorite one was like, if you hadn't called yourself the Falcon, because true story, he gave himself that nickname. He did. What would you have called yourself? And he was like, Duke. So now I just call him Duke Falcon. That's, that's Hell his yeah. country Perfect. name. Perfect. Yeah. So that was my charity hammer just... thing. Uh, that's all I really got up to. Danny, you got up to a heck of a lot more, though, as the guest of honor there. Did I? You did. Oh, the guest of honor. Yeah, right. So Alaska <laughs> contingent. Well, yeah, could it just, just interrupt? Colin got real pissy that he had to ask me three times to go, and he brought that up on multiple occasions. <laughs> oh well, yeah. So uh, I ended up. Uh, I played four games, uh, which was fine. That was plenty. Uh, I, I maybe could have played one or two like side games. That would have been fine. I was asked. Kind of I was also not in state to play a game. Yeah, when I was asked, I was uh, a, l- a little faded, so it uh, didn't happen. Uh, sorry, Tanner. We still need. I still owe you a game for sure. A big same. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> uh, so f- the first game I played for Charity Hammer, which was kind of like our inaugural, like one of our favorite ones we do, is Peter and I play a game, uh, Peter the Falcon, uh, where we eat spicy food. Um, so uh, Mitch got us some... Uh, uh, Carolina Reaper pickles, I think, is what they were. Mm-hmm, they were. Um, and so Peter and I were down in those, no problem. Um, while we were playing our game, and uh, I brought Dark Angels to that one because I wanted it to be more of a fun game. Like the Ad Mech, I think, would have just smashed the Blood Angels like pretty hard. Oh yeah, and that wouldn't have been nearly as fun. 
so yeah, so we played uh, Dark Angels versus, uh, and Peter's like, he's like, oh, I thought you were taking a soft list. And I'm like, this is a starter list. He's like, you just won a major with this. <laughs> like one, it was a GT. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it technically, no, it was a major, but like the, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I did, but the meta is different now. Uh, but against Peter, the meta was the same. So it's still a good list. The minus one damage banner is still very good on dark angels. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I did some work against him. Like, it was a tough game. It wasn't easy. Like it was still neck and neck for a while, but mm-hmm. the last few turns were pretty much decided. Like, but we had a good time. We bullshitted. It was a super fun game as always. I love playing Peter yeah. and he's way better than people give him credit for. He's very good. He's very good. Um, and then, oh, and then I played in the, the, uh, hardest, uh, the hardest grand tournament ever, I guess, or whatever it is. You did. Like, well, uh, after round seated, one, it was. Well, <laughs> well, I was seated in uh, like the in kind of the middle of the pack, uh, a little bit in the upper middle, I would say, and so I got paired down. Uh, obviously, like everybody got paired down, uh, unless you got paired up because you were in the lower half. Uh, Sorry, I played Paul. against. Yeah, <laughs> I played against Seth, uh, the Mad Doc, um, uh, against his orcs, and uh, I played my Admech, um, and. So we kind of lost track of time because we were having a, an awesome time. Like we were having fun. He gave me this yodeling pickle that I have spiked into my car somewhere. It's it's in there. It exists. So that became like a meme go over off. the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Tim Penny had these like stickers or Seth made stickers of Tim Penny's face. And so I put uh, like one of those stickers on the pickle. And so and then it was pickle Tim. And it was like funniest the funniest I've ever thing you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I played Seth. Uh, we we were bullshitting, having too much time, too much fun at the start. Um, so we actually ended up like with forty minutes still on our chess clock <laughs> at the end of when the game was supposed <laughs> oh, to stop. We had like twenty minutes each, and so Colin <laughs> asked us to kind of. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> My Colin favorite thing. To- about this whole yeah. experience, because I was there for that one, was at the end when you were talking over and you explained to Colin, you both explained to Colin what happened, and Colin's reaction is to put his hands on the table, real serious, and be like, Peter, cut the audio. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit, are we going to get a talking to? <laughs> he was like, this can't end in a fucking draw, guys. Work it out. Yeah. Because <laughs> the game, like, technically would have ended in a draw because I clocked out, and then he had a few minutes to basically put dudes on objectives. Had I had the 20 minutes, I think I wipe out most of the stuff that would have been a threat to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's 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 not a big deal. Like, it was a close enough game, and I was honestly good either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Seth... But we agreed to what it what it would have been had I had time. Basically, was me wiping out. Uh, oh God, what's the great white squid guy's name? Uh, Charles. More, yeah, Charles Mordrak or whatever the special character snake bite guy is. If my rust stalkers could kill him in close combat, which spoilers they did, um, uh, then I would win the game. And so that's how we kind of calculated up score um, at the end of it. So uh, Seth took the L. I got the W, um, which joy to me. I get to play against Nick Donavati again. That's my reward. 
which is a reward because it's always good to see like really solid top level play. Um, so I got to play against Nick, uh, which was really fun as always. Um, I had clock issues this game. Like uh, I ran out of time super fast. Um, Nick was playing Dark Eldar. Um, and this is kind of the game that cemented kind of the change in my army list where he was able to do some shenanigans, like some really well, like, I mean, obviously we're talking about Nick here, right? Like mm-hmm. they were good plays. I mean, for as much as um, people shit on him for like the, the coaching service and like art of war and just being a oh, warhammer person and stuff like that. Cause people do shit on him for that. He's still a super good player. Dude, he's one of the best players ever. So it's, you can't, you can't deny it. It's just true. Um, so I played against him, um, and, uh, I did, uh, I did okay. Um, I think again, if I would have had more time to make some decisions, I probably could have played a little bit better. I made a few, I made some critical mistakes that kind of cost me the game. One in particular, um, that was really stupid. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I did that. It was just a really dumb move. Um, yeah, so I should have I should have played a little bit better, and I think I would have done better. But the game wasn't a blowout or anything like that. Like I still I still represented myself fairly decently, nice. but I I think I did get tabled. Um, and then uh, and then finally I played a game against John Lennon. Um, I wanted to play my Dark Angels again, uh, just because uh, that is one of my favorite armies. Um, and so he was playing White Scars that he kind of collected from Colin. Oh yeah, yeah, from all across this house, and again, one of the best White Scars players to ever grace the game uh, is John Lennon, um, and so he did some cool stuff with uh, uh, grab devastators in a rhino, where they got to move like thirty inches or something like that to shoot uh, to shoot something, uh, which was harsh. Yeah, um, I could have played it a little bit tighter, and I think I would have done better. Um, but again, the game wasn't a total blowout, uh, either. Uh, and I did, John did tell me, he's like, all right, you're not scoring stranglehold again, this entire game. And oh, I'm you like, did surprise him. You did. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, let me show you about this son. <laughs> 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 so basically like there was this contemptor that was kind of running across the board, shooting at me. And, uh, it was shooting the spike squad on an objective. And so I'm like, so it was just down to the attack bike was left. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I did is I moved the attack bite out. I charged the Contemptor Dreadnought. So mm-hmm. I moved it 14 inches, charged the Contemptor, like got another 8 to 10 inches, consolidated and piled in around it, and then used the Ravenwing stratagem to leave combat again and then go on to an objective that he had undefended. <laughs> 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 to fucking pick up Stranglehold. And he was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm like, don't tell me I can't do something. <laughs> fucking john Locke from lost over there yeah uh anyway so it was uh uh that was an awesome game john's a great opponent and again oh, such a good player uh he's way better than i <laughs> so i always like playing against somebody like that like i think i always learn something new um and i again like i can kind of see where like they're able to exploit my mistakes mm-hmm. um, and uh, like make the plays that I should have been more careful about. Like it was like kind of stupid, careless model placement or worthless plays that I didn't need, like worthless risks that I took to make a play, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, now you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Yeah, no, um, but no, it's always good to play someone better than you. You obviously learn a lot. Oh, yeah, I, say, I, sure. I learned a lot just watching the games there, so that was super cool. 
Um, yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, ended up raising somewhere around $41,000 for Child's Play, uh, which is why Danny and we're working on getting video set up. So hopefully next time you'll be able to see it. It's yep. currently uh, smooth as a baby's bottom. Well, I'm getting rougher again, which is great. Um, but yeah, I did shave off my beard. I, I, I told everybody on the stream that I would shave it off if we got to $40,000 for 40K. So which um, uh, yeah, I did it. Nick Nanavati said he would shave his head, uh, and it reached over forty thousand dollars. I don't know if he remembers saying that, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was in any kind of state this, to uh, keep that promise. This Tuesday <laughs> on Grim After Dark, I'll be sure to ask him about it. Uh, oh, perfect! Yeah, <laughs> we are going to take a quick break. Uh, we are running very long. It's very nice not having any kind of constraints. Uh, but we're going to talk about uh, real quickly about Warhammer Plus. Um, I did some digging around there today and man, is it phenomenal? Um, but you know us, we're horrible GW shills who just suck the cock of corporate. Uh, so we, of course we'd say that. Uh, and then a little bit about FLG stuff, probably not a whole bunch, just some cool behind the scenes things. Um, and then we'll go from there, but we are going to take a quick break and be right back. Do you like cookies, but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy, British biscuits. For dunking in your British tea, stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits, as recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. Oh, and we're back. And just to point out, this is an ad. GW was kind enough to provide us with an early access copy uh, to view uh, Old Bailey uh, a few days early before everyone else. Uh, both Danny and I were very mature, great reviewers and did not watch it. Of course. Um, neither the, the early preview copy or the early preview copy, um, either of them. Uh, today I did sign up for Warhammer Plus. Uh, I'm doing it as we're speaking right as now. As an this. awful shill, uh, I signed up for the one year because I want my Vrindicure Assassin three months early. Um, and I, I watched a couple of things. So I watched the the first two Hammer and Bolter episodes. Uh, not Old Bailey, which I think I'm just never going to watch out of shame. Uh, but Death's Hand, <laughs> which was a an amazing uh, twisty turny story about, and all of these are like nineteen minutes long. By the way, that was the biggest surprise for me. I figured they'd be ten minutes. That's uh, pretty good. That's but, a full length episode. But all of them are like full length episodes. So I watched Death's Hand, and then also Bound for Greatness. Uh, I was telling Danny a little before the show, and I'm going to do like zero spoilers here because the, the service is just out here. But Bound for Greatness is one of the greatest animations I've watched this year. Like like sci fi fantasy style animations. It, it is really good. The music they do is great. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of repetition in there, which works out really well. It, just, it was so well done. And it makes me really excited for the series as a whole if it keeps up that kind of quality and imagination. And the differences yeah, no between episode one and two are, are so stark, but, but amazing. Um, I also watched one of the Citadel Color Masterclasses with Louise Sugden. Uh, she's one of the Warhammer TV presenters. She now presents this masterclass. Uh, what I learned from watching this episode today is she's very good at painting and I am very not good at painting. Um, it's, uh, one of the videos they they released two videos of the Citadel Killer Masterclass today. Uh, there is an episode on painting faces dash pale skin and wet blending. Those are the two episodes that released today. The painting mm -hmm. faces video is 20 minutes long and tells wow. you how to paint one space Marine head. Um, there, there, there's a part where she goes over charts where there's like, this is the cool part, the warm part and the like dark part of the face. And it's like split up into like, and you're going to put this here and this here. And then she's using like the world's tiniest brush 
the, the funny thing uh-huh. for me, she was like, you might notice I have this attached to a flight stand. That's because I want as much control as possible, and that's why I'm not using the, the paint handle. So I'm like, hey, that's pretty good. I like that one. Um, but the, the head comes out looking amazing. I cannot do that whatsoever. Like, I, I'm happy if this finds an audience. But when your first step is a mixture of, like, 70% Reichland skin and then 30% um, uh, Wraith bone, uh, mm-hmm. And like talking about it, just it's it's so up and above there. It's beautiful to watch. It's great to see. It looks amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 far and above and beyond my my skill levels by far. Um, well, interesting. Yeah. But like, so do you feel like that's pretty good value then? I well? feel so because well, I feel. Um, <laughs> I do feel no that I don't. I, I, I don't think I can get to the quality that she's putting out there. I think okay. in a way, you know how sometimes your wife makes you watch cooking shows and you really appreciate what you're seeing in that cooking show and the dish that they're putting together. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go start making a cordon bleu. It's just, you can, okay. you can kind of appreciate the process and what they're putting in there to, to kind of make it work. Um, I have a couple of battle reports I haven't been able to get through there yet. Um, and then a bunch of how to plays as well as the uh, trailers for all of their main games. So the cool cinematic trailers that have come up. Uh, you can screenshot nice. it. I've tried. Uh, there was a couple of really cool things I wanted to share from the Hammer and Bolter. No siree. Can't do that. Uh, but in general, for 60 bucks, when you get a free character figure, uh, you're already getting the Warhammer app if you're paying for that anyway. Uh, and then the old White Dwarf subscriptions uh, or the issues, which is in WarhammerPlus.com. It just, uh, I'm so excited to go through. I'm going to go back to White Dwarf 200. I'm going to go back to White Dwarf 184. Like all the fun ones. Like th- that's what gets me excited. That sounds really cool. Danny, what I'm excited to check out some old fantasy battle reports. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That was a solid joke uh, because it's based in accuracy. It, it's like, it's just true. I'm totally going to do that because I'm a, I'm a I'm an awful shill for fantasy, and so I really want to. Uh, I really want to relive my glory days. And we're both old, so we remember when it came out. But seeing like the the maps on the battle reports and the arrows, like just like the someone did a square in Microsoft Word and then put like an arrow around it, like oh yeah, those are those high elves moving. It just <laughs> it lights something in you, um, and I'm excited to go back and check that. I want to go back and check out the uh, the worldwide campaigns that we're doing. Um, so like they attack me yeah. four. like, I want to read all the articles about you four again and, and all the other stuff. So being able to do that without like going to like, my, like be like my wife going, what are you doing? Like trying to buy a 20 year old magazine on eBay, uh, is really what pushed me over. Like the animations, yeah, I can take or leave. Well, after watching them, I can take or leave, but like what really sold me on it was the old white dwarves. Okay. <laughs> Last thing. All right. I signed up, John. I'm ready. Beautiful. What a shill. Um, we're at an hour 22. I, I think we got about eight minutes in us. Um, we, we announced uh, a couple months ago that we were taking a little bit of a break, and we, we kind of have a reduced release schedule on this here show uh, because Papa Val, uh, Val Heffelfinger, uh, the unanimous uh, Frontline Gaming Network creative director, uh, head of the Ocho, stream captain general, uh, real name Herbert, by the way, um, Herbert, yep. Uh, Hubert, so, if you will, if you're French. I mean, I won't. 
and I'm not, so that's fine. But asked us if we would be interested on uh, producing or working on some content with him uh, for a show, which uh, turned into Grim After Dark. Um, it was a, a bizarre process, Danny. It was. Um, um, which is, but it's good, right? Like it's, it's definitely been a trip to go from kind of like, we'll record when we feel like it, like every two weeks, sometimes on some days, sometimes on not days to like, you will have material. You will have it done this week. It's going to happen. Tuesdays at five thirty. you better show up. You better know what you're going to be talking about. You have to have a guest lined up. It, it's like a trip to, to have all that. Um, it's weird going from like, where we started to, to where we are now where like the kind of shows they were talking to us about doing are so vastly different like they were almost talking to us about doing like an intro to the game style review show where you know helping new players and things like that and they're like okay we mm-hmm. can maybe sort of get around it but like god bless val like like i think he helped us find our niche way better with, with what we've got oh yeah big time um Big shout out to Alec Beals, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> Man, that background animation looks so cool. Like wow. he did such a good job, or like the the background image, like is so awesome. One of the things we told old Herb, uh, old Val Heffelfinger, is that we we wanted Beals to to do the designing. Like this is what we want to say is like essentially is like we want to rip off Space Ghost, and many people have pointed right. that out. And and, and Beals did such a good job designing that. There's so many in jokes. Uh, in that picture, there is uh, a, a monolith shadow. That's the obvious one in the background. Uh, the crates around me, they, they say things like BCP servers, and that's a reference to when they all crashed at LVO <laughs> and we had to wait for nine hours, which we get to have that in-joke on Frontline's website like know, every week. Uh, we also have <laughs> ITC 9th edition rule packet, do not use. <laughs> and these are all things that got approved, which is bizarre. Um, on, on my desk, my little animated desk, there's a bunch of water cups right there, which is also another very obvious reference to, to like uh, shenanigans. Um, and yeah, I like the, the null oil blacks, the null oil, uh, spray. <laughs> yeah. The, the null oil spray. And there's, there's also the, like the 50 gallon drum of null oil in the background too. So yeah, he's obviously yeah. seeing how I paint. Um, I will say it's, it's a little, the weird part for me, like when we're putting it together and what we're going to do, like saying to Val, like, oh, I'm going to go learn OBS. I was like, oh, no, you'll have an editor or you'll have a producer. I'm like, what? That's bizarre. <laughs> right. Yeah. So even though, yeah, we show up weekly and like we, we have to create the jokes and do the content and thing like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? I don't have to do all the work. <laughs> exactly. It's so weird. And like we are one of like two shows in the network like Val actually like personally produces. So the whole time we're talking. And this is how we know when we're doing good or not. So I, I super love this. Um, this is Danny and I's measure of, are we being funny? Is the show any good? Because the entire time that we're talking, we can hear Val in our ear. So that way he can give us cues or be like, hey, move left, wrap it up. We need to go for like other producer, like big, big wig stuff. We can hear mm-hmm. him like laughing his ass off in our ear. Yeah. And it's the most distracting, <laughs> but the greatest thing ever. It's pretty good to have a live audience laughing to your jokes. You always, <laughs> yeah. you always live that. audience of one. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are, what have been some of your highlights so far over the past few times? Oh, um, God. All right. So that episode with Tim was just amazing. 
um, oh, that dude. we just had like two episodes ago. I really yeah. like that one. That we, was really we had great. an episode with uh, Tim Penny who who we pulled on because we talked to him in Charity Hammer. This dude lives and breathes Warhammer. Like, oh my god, everything so, he says. So I'm like, yeah. holy shit! I'm like, you're going to the GW Open, right? Yeah. It's like, come and talk to us about the terrain and the event in general. And it just degraded into making fun of Frontline Gaming's acronyms for their terrain system. Um, <laughs> because they call... So the Frontline is doing a thing for their events where they have player-optimized terrain, where players place terrain in their own half. Like, And I was watching a Signals when uh, Signals from the Frontline when Seth said those words. I'm like, dude, you realize that you know Frontline wants pop. It's all about pop. Yeah. You're, you're advocating for pop. And then someone in chat said something about poo. Like player optimized organization or something like that. <laughs> so I think it devolved into like 15 minutes of me, you, and Tim talking about optimal pooping and how to bring like your pot and things like that. So that was a, that was a super good time. Yeah, it was good. Um, I also really, honestly, like I've really enjoyed some of the, t- the Taylor segments as well. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the one we did about uh, the first Fabius bio book. Yeah. Um, Talking about <laughs> the dude scream so loud he blew up a plant. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. I I'm super happy that we were able to use this platform to to put Taylor in a, a wider audience because that oh, dude yeah, sure. is just like a, a bundle of fun. Like I think I told this story last night. But that's okay. I didn't tell it to the, the the world or the listenership. We were at a Red Robin, which is like a little restaurant on Saturday after a tournament. Um, <laughs> and we were talking Warhammer, obviously. A couple of the oh, guys. Man. First of all, can I just say one thing first? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I miss that so much. I really wish I was there. It was the best part. But a couple of the guys yeah. brought their wives, and one of their wives was oh. like, "Man, I'd like to talk about something other than Warhammer." <laughs> Which fair. <laughs> and Taylor leans over and yell whispers as only Taylor can. What the fuck do you want to talk about? You want to fucking talk about taxes? I'll talk about fucking taxes. Let's go. Like it was some kind of challenge. He was yelling so much about taxes that the couple in the table or the booth behind our table asked to be moved to a different section. Um, but I would say that's pretty typical. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty typical. Well, you know, it's a 10.30 p.m. on a Saturday night at a Red Robin. What do you expect? It's party central. Um, right. I think for me, the biggest surprise has been people's reactions. Like, people have been super positive. Oh, yeah. Um, Danny and I, for all our bravado, are actually very humble people and are very shocked and surprised. Uh, yeah, that people like us. That people like us. For some reason. Yeah. So, like, viewership and listenership has been super positive coming back to us here. And then when our guests are like, I'm just happy you invited me on. Thank you for having me on. And I'm like, Tim, you're literally the co-host of all of the Art of War podcasts. And I'm like, this is a step down for you. Yeah, what were you thinking? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, like, it's it's bizarre, but it's very humbling. It's very good, and I'm glad that I have an excuse. Well, I have a mandated excuse once a week to hang out with my friend and talk about Warhammer. It's all, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's one of my favorite times of the week. Yes. It's super good. Um, and then, of course, uh, it's not just us. Again, uh, Val uh, Heffelfinger, good old Herb. Uh, he produces the show live weekly. So all those cuts, all those camera changes, all those close that's all Val. That's all stuff he's doing. And he does an amazing job of it. He sets everything up for us. Uh, and then Tyler Bortle is oh, yeah. our editor. 
If you haven't had a chance to go back and watch the video version, the edited video version is one of my favorite things. <laughs> Tyler is so goddamn funny. Like yesterday Dude, we were talking. He gave to, me back a beard. <laughs> he he edited Danny's beard back on his face. Just and we don't give him any direction. The only direction no. I've given him is just do what you want. If you think it's yeah. funny, do it. Um, he like I made a point because last night we had on a Tanner Haber who everyone calls Herbert because that's how it's spelled. So I was like, I'm going to make a point to make sure we call him Heber. And he edited that to me just saying Herbert. And I <laughs> don't know how Perfectly. he did that. Perfectly. Perfectly. You can't even yeah. tell. I, like, I don't know how he did that. Um, and yeah, he, he adds so much. My other favorite memory, looking back at the video, there was a time we were doing things and Val pressed a wrong button while producing and deleted half the set. Like, so like the couch and stuff disappeared. <laughs> so instead of editing that and fixing it, he literally just put words on the screen that says couch. I'm sick of fixing this shit. <laughs> um, oh, so good, dude. Yeah. And then we have just a bunch like the, the FLG and style guide has turned into a really good recurring bit. Um, oh yeah, that was a good one. Me hitting on black Templars, I, I'm I'm turning into a recurring bit. Like I'm forcing that one through like the Nanavati line cutting, um, but I'm having. Yeah, but it's you don't have to try that hard. I know how you actually feel about black <laughs> Templars. <laughs> um, and then we're I think we're gonna move to like I really want to uh, move to some deep fakes uh, of like the idea oh, of yeah. just um, Henry Cavill has trash Warhammer opinions just because he's so beloved by the community because like he's obviously a fan. He read the books. He wears the clothes and things like that. But if I could just have like a deep fake video of Henry Cavill saying submarining is a legitimate Dude. tactic in a tournament format. <laughs> Dude, can we do uh can we do a black library like authors meeting where they're talking about their ideas for their next novel? And like it's like Dan Abnett and ADV and like Gav Thorpe. We can just deep fake all their faces. It's perfect. Yes. Oh, do you okay. Yeah, I will I will put that together and send it to Val. That's great. <laughs> So many in jokes. Like one of the authors would be like, "This is a shut up. Your book's gone. No siege of Terra. We're going to replace it with this one." Um, but in jokes aside, uh, we want to thank you everyone for all of their love and support over the the years we've been doing this. Uh, we've been doing Grim. If you haven't checked out Grim, please check it out. It is fantastic. Fuck, we can't swear on it, but fuck, does that mean we swear on this one? Um, uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to be back. We will be back. It'll be sooner mm -hmm. than, than the length of time we've yeah. left. Sorry, guys. This just one, this, this, like the last couple of months uh, have been extremely busy for both of us. And so, like, as much as we want to, like, do this, like, I, like, both of us, especially me, like, you can blame me if you want to. John, don't blame John. John is innocent no. for once. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, because I made several large life-changing decisions today that are terrifying and great, and will probably affect. Well, so yeah, yeah, dude, I'll be the next uh, few months. <laughs> okay, well, we'll make it. We'll make it work again. Hey, on the on the plus side, you might have more free time. Oh heck yeah, that's that's the terrifying part. Um, but now, Danny, I finally get to do this. Like I did this the the other day, and her powerful finger was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh shit, I did the Malpuros <laughs> outro." I'm so sorry. <laughs> won't happen again um <laughs> thank you so much uh check out warhammer plus it is fantastic check out uh some of the great shows in the frontline gaming network do not watch signals on the front line seth is a trash man um <laughs> for let's wrap this up he's the trash man yeah he is yeah he's the garbage 
I had to cut it off because you threw the old Danny DeVito reference in there. Sorry, it's not a, it's not, it's not a mob rules if I don't fuck up the ending at least once. Um, yeah. But on that note, for mob rules, I've been John and Danny, and we'll be back soon.